Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We are on episode 166 and so fantastic if you've been on this journey from the beginning, fantastic if you've joined us halfway through, fantastic if you're joining us for the first time. We are studying the scriptures together, reflecting on it and coming to God in prayer. And we come today to see the very nature of the Bible and why what we're doing is so vitally important. We're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 14 to 17. I will read those verses in a moment after I've read from Psalm 37. But first of all, as we always do, we come to our God in prayer. Lord, we ask once again for your presence. Lord, we have tasted and seen that you are good. And Lord, we want to taste more. We want to see more. In this very particular sense we we want to be we want to be selfish we want to plunge in we want to feast on the food that is your word lord be with us today and feed us we ask in jesus name amen so psalm 37 which i'm finding so powerful and then 2 Timothy 3, Psalm 37, beginning at verse 14. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring the poor, bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster they will not wither. In days of famine they will enjoy plenty. And then 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 to 17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We focus today on one of the most famous verses in the Bible and a verse that talks about the Bible's true nature. It is, of course, verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed. 
the word that is rendered God-breathed in all of our Bible versions, basically, is the word theopneustos, that speaks of the, the breath of God, the very breathed-out word of God. It's a strong expression. What we have in our hands is the very breathed-out word of God. And notice that it's all scripture. Paul talking primarily about the Old Testament. Obviously, it includes the New. But his first point of reference here, and Timothy's first point of reference, because the New Testament canon was only then coming together, is the Old Testament. That is what primarily he's talking about. And if he says that about the Old, how much more should we believe it? about the new. All scripture, all scripture is God-breathed. And there is a very real sense that this is a living thing. Ed and I have just had a discussion about the title of this particular podcast, which is The Bible's True Nature. Should the word the Bible, should it have an apostrophe in it, when it's an object and we have decided absolutely it should have an apostrophe because actually it's living it's breathing I don't know if you you follow the grammatical niceties I struggle with these things but take the point even if the anecdote doesn't really work this is something that's alive that is in the hands of the spirit of God living and active it is the very breathed out words of God. What a a wonderful, extraordinary thing this is. What a privilege we have to study God's words. There are still many around the world who cannot be caught with a Bible. It's a a dangerous thing, but for those of us who can read it freely, what a, a wonderful thing and what a wonderful privilege. One of those who speaks powerfully of the inspiration of the Holy Scriptures is C.H. Spurgeon. And as we come to the close of this reflection, I'm just going to read something from him. It is from a sermon entitled The Word, a Sword, and he reflects on this image flowing indeed from 2 Timothy chapter 3 of the word being alive, being breathed out by God. This is what Spurgeon says. Holy Scripture is full of power and energy. Oh, the majesty of the word of God. They charge us with bibliolatry, that is, worship of the Bible. It is a crime of others' own inventing, of which few are guilty, If there be such a thing as a small sin, surely an undue reverence of Holy Scripture is one of them. To me, the Bible is not God, but it is God's voice, and I do not hear it without awe. What an honour it is to have it as one's calling, to study, to expound and to publish this sacred word. I cannot help feeling that the one who preaches the word of God is standing not upon a mere platform, but upon a throne. 
you may study your sermon, my friend, and you may be a great public speaker and be able to deliver it with wonderful fluency and force. But the only power that is effectual for the highest design of preaching is the power that does not lie in your word, nor in my word, but in the word of God. Spurgeon speaks of the power of the word of God, speaks of it as a living voice, and he speaks especially to preachers. May any who preach and teach hear these words and respond to them in repentance and faith. But for all of us, for all Christian disciples, let's know that this word is living and active and apply it to our lives. Spurgeon also said on another occasion, defend the Bible, you might as well defend a lion. What we need to do is let the lion loose. May we daily let the lion loose on our lives so that God can do his work in us. Let's come to God in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word, the breathed out words of God. We thank you for the Old Testament as well as the New. We thank you for the difficult bits as well as the bits that we love. We praise you for the prophets. We praise you for the letters. We praise you indeed for the lists of names. Help us as we grow in maturity to really drill down into your word, to wrestle with the tough sections of your word and to apply them to our lives. And thank you, Lord, that your word always leads us to your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that the scriptures make us wise for salvation in Jesus We praise you for this wonderful truth. Yes, the Bible is not God, but through it indeed we hear God's voice. Yes, the Bible is not God, but it leads us to Jesus, who is the revelation of the one true God. Take us deeper, O Lord. Take us deeper in study and in understanding and reflection. And take us deeper in obedience that our our very lives would be shaped by your scriptures. Think again of John Bunyan and what people said about him. Cut him anywhere and you will find that his blood is biblical. Lord, give us biblical blood. May our hearts beat after your heart. May we be people who are so soaked in your words that we know you, that we hear your voice, and that we put it into practice in every dimension of our lives. Give us undivided hearts to follow you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.